Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello, everyone. I am Katie Petrick, joined today by David Fiorazzo and boy Hello. and girl, I guess. Do we have some craziness to talk about today? Always. Always. All right. So parents in Oakland, California, are unable to stop prostitutes working the streets. Yep. Yep. Outside of churches and just, you know, one of the particular Catholic elementary schools, prostitutes outside Catholic elementary schools. And it's all due to a new law that supports the trans agenda. It's Oakland, it's California. I mean, I shouldn't have this come as a surprise to anyone, yeah. but David, take it away. Well, I think the headline says it all, but we're definitely gonna comment on this. Prostitutes solicit sex right outside Catholic elementary school. Police handcuffed after California Democrats passed law to protect transgender sex workers. Well, it's kind of a play on words, police handcuffed. They didn't handcuff anybody, but what's it, what it's saying is their hands are tied because of a new law. Let's get to that. So parents of children are up in arms that there are actual prostitutes that are right outside their California elementary school. Some are saying that a new law passed by California Democrats signed by Gavin Newsom has handcuffed law enforcement in cracking down on sex workers selling their bodies in broad daylight. I think we have a setup video for more. Watch. I was wondering if it would be possible if you guys can send over a police officer just to keep an eye on, on the area. Just outside her car window, a young girl in black stilettos is seen walking across the street from St. Anthony's Catholic School in East Oakland. Like I told you, they, they follow me a couple times. Vargas is talking about pimps believed to be trafficking young women along East 15th Street just off International Boulevard, right in front of the K-8 through grade school. These videos, captured on four different dates over the past couple weeks, show young women wearing barely any clothing as they walk down the school sidewalk, the street corners, or directly across from the school. All of this captured as children were being dropped off or walked into school. If you ask the Oakland Police Department, a new law is making it harder for them to crack down. With the passage of the loitering bill, their hands are sometimes, um, they're, they're somewhat handcuffed. Previously, loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution was illegal, but a bill introduced by State Senator Scott Weiner repealed that law, in part because he found it to be disproportionately targeting trans women. Law that just went into effect January 1st now prohibits officers from arresting individuals suspected of soliciting. I mean, okay, David, where where do you go? Could any of this be more like two on the nose? One, this is happening. Of course, it's an elementary school. Of course, it's outside of a Catholic elementary school. Of course, the man who introduced the bill has a last name of being what is it, Scott Wiener? Wiener. That's right. Of course, this is what's happening. And it's it's all, we see it happen way too often. But this in California specifically and in Oakland specifically, it makes sense. If it was San Francisco, it would make even more sense to me. The simple fact that they are not thinking of children and the the like scars that could happen from what these children are seeing, but it's for the trans women. 
That's what they're saying, that this bill is mostly what? because of trans women. Because it disproportionately affects the trans women, not the children. That's what they care about. That's always what they care about. They don't care about children. They care about male adults who think they are women. Whew. So I, I like what one mom said. My daughter asked me, uh, asked if I liked what the girl was wearing. And she told her, turn around, turn around, don't look, just don't look. But it's, it's a shame that parents have to do this outside of their child's school. This isn't a high school. It's not appropriate for any school, right? But for an elementary school? That's what I'm saying. Come on. It's, it's even worse. Of course it's the elementary school. Of course it's a Catholic school, which is supposed to be a religious institution. Of course. Allegedly. It has to all happen <laughs> this way. And it's California, so they're going to be okay with it because, you know, Gavin Newsom is all about this. All the, Cal like, the California Democrats are all about it. Yep. I mean, they signed that bill yeah, into it's law. SB 357. It's known as the Safer Streets for All Act. And, of course, it's called the Safer Streets for All Act. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, the that's what Democrats do. They sign something that sounds wonderful if they because they know how to come up with the deceptive titles and the bills usually do the opposite of what the title is but anyway um so some are defending the bill saying it it allowed police officers to arrest a person not based on what they did but based solely on how a person looks so an officer could arrest someone because they were wearing tight clothing high heels and extra lipstick Oakland officials promised to increase police patrols and install new cameras after the eye-opening report was published. That's the last line in the article. I mean, uh, just they're as promising. was said in the video. Officials are promising, Katie. Yeah, they're, they're promising. It's going to happen. Yeah. It, but just like they said in there is that, in a way, the police officers' hands are, you know, handcuffed, ha, ha, ha. But they're also trying to deal with everything else and all the crime that's happening in Oakland. So if it's broad daylight and something doesn't actually happen yeah and i mean maybe action will finally really take place if one of those prostitutes crosses over into the school territory and starts talking to children or something god forbid that like actually happens that it gets obviously way out of hand but they're promised <clears throat> so we're supposed to take their word for it. It, it it's not going to be they're not the police are not going to actually be able to do it because they have to worry about the actual crimes that are happening with yes. like the violence. And that's there. a good point. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. We're talking about another, let's just say, dark blue city and governed by progressives and liberals and whoever else. And crime is probably very high. Probably Oakland is probably in the top 10. I mean, you know, Chicago, Baltimore, Atlanta, Oakland, you know, they're all in that ballpark, right? So, yeah, they've got bigger things to do. And they're going, geez, come on, just, just <laughs> men or women dressed in tight clothing, whatever. Who, they're selling their bodies. We've got to take care of these, these drugs and murders and rapes and all these other things, robberies. Anyway, it's a sad situation there. And uh, I hope they can change the law, get it resolved. But don't hold your breath. But still to come. A teenager who believes school bathrooms should be kept safe from the opposite gender is suspended for the rest of the year by his own Catholic school because he spoke out for biblical principles. We're going there next.
inadvertently it's Catholic Day today <laughs> on, on Educated. But we know that, you know, kids who actually want to learn are not able to learn if they believe and know that there are two genders. That's it, that there are just two genders, not 78 genders, like we're being led to believe now. And all of this is coming from a Catholic school in Canada. Mm -hmm. So, Yahoo, let's talk about that. Since November, the boy, his name is Josh Alexander, he has there allegedly he been suspended from St. Joseph's Catholic High School in Renfrew, Ontario. Now, Alexander was allegedly punished by the school for organizing a protest against transgender students using girls' bathrooms. He said he launched the demonstration after two girls at his school confided in him that they were uncomfortable sharing bathrooms with biological males. And to me, when I read that statement, I was, I was like, oh, chivalry is not dead. A young gentleman who he's a, would be an 11th grade student yep. listens to two girls who were able to confide in him yeah. and he took action. He stood up on their behalf. He spoke out because obviously they would be in the situation where they feel uncomfortable being in the restroom or the locker room with actual males. <laughs> so a true male stood up and uh, then he, for doing so, was reportedly barred from attending St. Joseph's Catholic High School for the remainder of the school year. Now, he said that St. Joseph's Catholic High School told him that his attendance at the school would be, quote, detrimental to the physical and mental well-being, end quote, of transgender students. Wow. David. Wow. I mean, I know you're a male. What a flip here but, yeah. we've had. But I want you to take the position of these two girls or maybe okay. any other girls. Okay. What would Alexander, who's standing up for these young ladies, how would his presence be detrimental to the physical, mental well-being of, the girl, like, of, of whatever is happening in school? But what about these transgender students being in the locker room, in the bathrooms? How would that be detrimental to the physical and mental well-being of the girls. How how would we not put that? Well, you can't ask the, the second part of that question time. anymore in our woke, progressive, conforming to the world and godlessness culture, and in our in the school system, you can't ask those questions. So he's the problem. He is. He said something about it. Same thing as remember in 2017 when Target started opening up gender-neutral bathrooms and there were assaults and there were people using little cameras and dressing rooms hiding little things in there and so it wasn't the, oh they're just this wasn't their fault right mm -hmm. of course so not. yeah so here here we are and by the way this is interesting because I'm thinking remember that the students that went into the, this is a different story but last week we talked about the Smithsonian and the Catholic kids that went in with the pro-life uh, mm -hmm beanies on yep. that said whatever whatever it said but there's a update on that story now the smithsonian apparently backed off and said all right i guess we could have let them walk through with their hats anyway this offensive. it's an interesting this is like another they're coming against the biblical worldview the christians the catholics those who would really believe that god is creator that there is male and female and there are gender there's there's gender as created um, and so here, before we go on and continue comment on this, by the way, I, kudos to this young man. We've got a video. Check it out. A protest took place near St. Joseph's Catholic High School in Renfrew over concerns of the use of gendered bathrooms. Grade 11 student Josh Alexander says he organized the protest. Well, as a young man, I feel an obligation to take action against something like that. Um, 
I know there's a lot of misinformation posted online that this was an anti-trans rally. That's not the case. We just simply want male students removed from female washrooms. Transgender grade 11 student Emma Smith was biologically born a male and says she has faced backlash over her bathroom usage and feels unsafe at St. Joseph's. There are gender neutral washrooms, which I have to use, but when they're in use, I, I just have to wait, which sucks. People should be able to use what washroom they want to use without fear of being hurt. In a statement, the Renfrew County Catholic District School Board said it is important to note that St. Joseph's High School has had no part in the planning of this demonstration. We want to make it clear that the Renfrew County Catholic District School Board strongly condemns transphobia and all forms of hate. Uh, we um, we are not a part of this. Um, don't yell at us. Um, we're just giving the statement. We're the school. Um, don't sue us. Don't sue us. Please um, also don't sue us. But what did Emma say? Uh, uh, what did what Emma? Did, what did he say? Oh, he is worried about what victimology. He, yes, victimology. What he wants and his yep. comfort and Here. everything about him. Not all of the yep. other actual girls, females. But that doesn't who matter. Are females. This is what it's come down to now. It's the minority who have the backing of the woke socialist progressive system. And he's saying, I, we, shouldn't have to worry about going in and being hurt. Mm -hmm. hurt. He literally said that as he's if so hurt. the young man, what, what was his name, the Alexander? Yes, that's The young man name. is gonna go in there with a baseball Josh bat Alexander. and say, yep. get out of the bathroom. No, he's just saying, you know, could you use a different bathroom, not the same one that actual biological women are using? Mm -hmm. it's, it, you know, I, Katie, almost every time we have one of these stories and conversations, I'm thinking, what would our great-grandparents think? Wh why are we talking about this? What changed? And the answer, of course, is always, we have. We've conformed to whatever delusion, whatever moral relativistic garbage is being promoted and spewed in the talking yeah. points, and, and I'm always, off my soapbox now. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll get on mine. We <laughs> always talk about this in how it's it's always the, when we say the minority, it's the, the those who have some mental illness going on, and we have to cater everything to them. The individual, except when it comes to this, it's mob mentality. So it's individual as a mob mentality. It's huh. not truly individual. Yeah. It's not I, about. I'm the trying individual. to say. I'm trying to not. Oh, just use say harsh it. words. No, just I will say not. it. Come I on. I will conform to this panel. Ooh, no, self-control. I, oh I, I do have self-control. I do. <laughs> uh, more importantly, though, for right now, in terms of this story, Josh Alexander says he can't do school right now. It's not like he, because he's been kicked out of the school, he can't actually just, okay, I'll go to a different school. He said he's enrolled at St. Joseph's Catholic High School. And so he actually can't go, go anywhere. He said, I'm unable to do any other form of education because as long as I'm enrolled in the Catholic board, hmm. I'm not allowed to take an alternative route of education. So I'm enrolled, but I'm not allowed to attend school. Oh so goodness. right now, I actually have no form of education, which according to what I've read just in this story, is him being better off. He you is know what? better off yes. not being there. Good point. It, Good point. Maybe and you some have to others be, should follow. Yeah, you have to put education in quotes when you're talking about some of yep. these schools and systems, right? But another thing, and this is speaks to, again, when I say, wow, chivalry's not dead, this young man is a man at this point, the way he is yep. approaching this entire thing. He plans to file a human rights complaint on the grounds of religious discrimination. Good for him. And he's appealing his suspension. But... This is Canada. Okay, oh, this is how right. Canada works. Oh, that's right. His repeal is, or his appeal is reportedly being up, held up because 
Uh, he had previously asked for parental independence, and you must be saying, oh, this is a bad kid. He wants to get away with his parents. No, 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 that's not the case. Um, he doesn't want to drag his parents into this, this whole thing. He wants to do this on his own, and so it's him and his perspective happening, not his parents getting involved and getting kind of sucked into it. So his lawyer, James Kitchen, said that he does live with his parents and they have an excellent relationship. He seeks guidance from them and they gladly give it to him. But he runs his own life. And that's actually by design because that's how his parents raised him to be. <gasps> Katie, uh, how did the school Bonk. respond to that <clears throat> at the very bottom there? Okay, let me <clears throat> okay, go ahead. get the, uh, the school said it could not comment. No comment. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, when we come back, a leading child psychiatrist says that four out of five children will grow out of gender confusion, those that are actually confused, adding a majority of them have mental health issues that should be addressed years before ever considering to making physical changes. We're going to talk about real science next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Oh, those Finnish, they're getting uh, involved in the gender debate, and a Finnish is someone from Finland. Finland, if they're Finnish. Okay. Anyway, we have a Finnish professor who is named Rita Kurtu Katiala. She, she has recently advised Finland's government not to lower the age to change one's gender below the age of 18. Now, Katiala says that the vast majority of children who likely suffer from other mental health issues, and that's the key, will grow out of their gender confusion by adulthood. Uh -oh. uh, a Finnish outlet, the Helsingin Sonomat, recently interviewed her, who, by the way, she's a professor of youth psychology at Tampere University. She said that uh, for children, the construction of identity is just underway, and the final outcome of the development is not known, not even for the young person. And she, she has a lot of experience in actually taking a look at this and doing the research so that she could come up with her statistics and figuring out that four out of five will, of those who even have gender confusion, which isn't the vast majority, although it's growing, as we've seen, four out of five of those will definitely just outgrow it, okay? Uh, she's studied gender ideology since 2011, and she has even met the vast majority of patients that are admitted to another clinic that's in Helsinki. According to her, four out of the five children who identify as the opposite sex will outgrow it. As well, three out of four patients also have serious mental health problems, according to the professor. So learning difficulties, developmental problems, and issues of child protection protection contribute to the issue so hmm. again this goes to not just teachers saying to boys that they're girls and that to girls that they're boys or they're non-binary or they're this or gender fluid or whatever it is this is actual science and she's found that those who even do identify as the opposite sex have other things going on mm -hmm. more likely than not and yes. then out of them still four out of yes. five will outgrow it this is not a convenient uh story uh, for those who are pushing this. So let's talk about a myth uh, that needs to be addressed. Um, Keltiala, is that how I say it? Sure. Keltiala says that the idea that transgender youth should have hormone treatment 
and gender confirmation as a means to prevent self-harm is a myth. Quote, it's purposeful disinformation, the spreading of which is irresponsible, she said, adding that suicidal behavior is one result of accompanying psychiatric disorders. Um, so this is, this is, I wish more people would write about this and follow these studies and look at these numbers, but they are, even like the media, they should be saying, well, here's a study. Let's talk about both sides and let the listener decide. Nope. Nope, no, we don't do that. We have a narrative it. and we must follow it. That's yeah, that's usually what, what happens. But good on her. Yep. All right. Well, still to come, we have a nine-year-old boy who has become one of the youngest people in history to graduate high school. I did say that. Nine years old, graduated high school. We will introduce you to basically someone who could be the next Doogie Hauser, if you understand that reference, when we return. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. I want to be an ast astrophysicist, says the nine-year-old. This is kind of like a young Sheldon thing. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is fascinating. It is a true story. True story, Katie. True story. So, Pennsylvania. Imagine being nine years old and already holding a high school diploma. Well, that's the case for this young man, David Bal Balagun. He's nine-year-old and he graduated from the Reach Cyber Charter School in Harrisburg. So, charter school, Katie, he mm -hmm. apparently didn't go to the public government-infused education, as Alex Newman would say, brainwash camp. That is, that is correct. Yeah, that's that is correct. correct. So we have a video to set this up a little bit more, and then we'll comment on it. David Balligan looks like your average happy-go-lucky child. He plays baseball, does karate, and enjoys activities with his parents and sister. What separates David from other kids his age is that he graduated high school at nine years old. I realized that I am able to graduate at the age of 10 or 9 as long as I put the effort in and with the help of my mom and my dad and of course reach cyber charter school I was able to graduate at the age of 9. David is now the youngest student ever to graduate from reach cyber charter based in Harrisburg. He entered the program in third grade and quickly excelled. One of the important things in our charter, we have accelerated pacing so kids can go year round and if they're very smart and on track and motivated like David, they can move ahead at their own individual pace. I wanted to do it because I had the abilities to do it. So why not use those abilities to the greater good? He's also a member of Mensa, the largest high IQ society in the world. He's already begun taking college level courses and is considering a career in either engineering, chemistry, or software development. That's well, good. I mean, good on him yep. being able to graduate from high school. 
I know it doesn't take as much these days as it may have in past years, but yes, yes. I'm sure he's good. The concern, obviously, right away, now that I'm a parent, that I'm like pushing, I, I, I'm concerned that they're pushing the kid too fast because they said he's already enrolled in a community college. Now, I'm not worried about him handling the schoolwork. It's the social side of it. The who's he going to be talking to? What what are they actually going to be talking about in these community college or Young whatever? Sheldon had that same problem on the, on the show. Did yes, he tell me about right. it? Cause I have not seen young. That's Sheldon. right. Well, he was supposed to, I think he was 10 and he was supposed to go to a uh, college. A college was recruiting him to go and he, and he was bored in high school. Okay. And so he actually went and then he just didn't, couldn't handle the social scene. They gave him his own room, his own private room and all that. And it, it was just, it was an interesting way to look at it. But I can kind of see something like that happening. How would the parents do that? The parents can't, I guess they, they'd have to take them every day. It depends on the college, but this probably does happen more than what we realize, but it's very rare to see this kind of thing. But it says um, he, competed, uh, he completed a semester at Bucks Community College, and his family said they're looking at colleges. So he already com completed a semester at a community uh, college and university. Now, I don't know if that's online. I don't know if we actually physically went there. That's another question because it's easier for a young person that hasn't been exposed to all the demonic garbage and perversion. Let's just call it what it is, including DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion. So it's, it's easier for them to do it from home if they can remote learn. But I don't know. We don't know the details on that. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Best of luck to him. Yep. I hope someday that he's President of the United States, if that's what he wants, but he said he wants to be an astrophysicist. So let's see what happens in the science world. All right. Well, if you are a fan of the show, please, uh, you know, like this video, show comment some on it, maybe share it. If you are watching us, of course, on social media. Now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.